All right, and welcome to both mics. Welcome. I hey. am. Well, well, shit. I screwed that up. We'll start over. No problem. We'll just we'll just make it up in post. Exactly. <laughs> welcome to both mics. Hey, this is a show about nothing and everything. He's Mike Sofka, and he is Mike Taylor, and together we are both mics. Both mics. Welcome to show number forty-three. Three. Forty-three. Well, both mics heard everywhere. Podcasts can be heard, like iHeartRadio. And live at twitch.tv slash both mics. Find us on YouTube. Find us at your mom's house. Find nice. us wherever you find stuff. Nice. I like it. At your mom's <laughs> house. I like it. So what? what's going on? You all right? You got a sore throat? Yeah. I got a little phlegm going. I got a little congestion. So it's, yeah. I'm dying. Hey, uh, what was the last time you went to the chiropractor? I gave up on that shit a long time ago. I don't know, twenty years. Yeah. Well, as you know, my back, my bad, bad back, my back is bad. On my uh, my left side from a traffic accident or a, an accident, basically in two thousand one, having issues with it, gaining weight, blah blah blah. And this past week, doing a little painting, having a one year old and a three year old climb on you like you're a jungle gym. I've had a little little soreness on the the right side. So my good side of my back. So we go to this uh, this chiropractor on Wednesday, and he looks like the the guy from Titanic, the bad guy, you know, the 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 soon to be husband who uh, you know hops in a boat carrying a baby. Only thinks only thinks of himself. The chiropractor looks like that guy. I don't know what his real name is in life, but it looks just like the character from Titanic. And uh, I got a kick out of it. And they don't do the crack thing anymore, you know, where they kind of twist you like a pretzel and, and make you fart. Uh, they have this thing. It's like a wand, and it's like a poker, and it goes, and they freaking poke you with this thing. Yeah, I've got one of those at the house, too. It's just a massage tool is what it really is. They, if you, yeah. yeah. You need an adjustment, yeah. probably. He's got, he's got all these different things on the screen yeah. and like the pressure and yeah. it like senses things i was like that's all fake that's all smoke and mirrors yeah and, and did, i was did, thinking the same thing did so you get like, relief like, did, did something good happen or what you know what is it was it the fact that he was poking me with this this battering ram or was it time that made my back better yeah i can you know I, you know, unfortunately, I, I, I've, I've been to chiropractors all, all my life up and through my multiple back injuries and back surgeries and all that crap. And I gave up on the last one. I went to the insurance people were making me go to this guy. And I thought, well, they must know what they're talking about. After all, they're the insurance. They're looking out for my best interest, I'm sure. Right. right. So I go to this guy. And this guy does his evaluation thing. He had one of them guns. It looks like a drill almost. You know, he had one of those two. And he was showing off his tools. And he goes, but I think the way you're... Because I, I wasn't getting any pain relief. I was in between surgeries. I'm, I'm still jacked up. But anyway, the re this guy is the reason I stopped going. He was in downtown Orlando. Went to the office. First time there. He, you know, does x-rays and all this shit that he could possibly build the insurance, I'm sure. He does this evaluation. Does the gun thing. Then he goes, I know what's going to make you feel better. And he comes back with a bottle of pills. And I'm like, what? And it's like some sort of supplement that he's selling in his office. And he yeah. goes, I have great 
great success. Many people that come to me, they take these pills and they're fine. Watch, I'll show you. And he goes, <clears throat> let me see your arm. And he has me stand out with my arm, like out to the side like this, okay? So I'm standing there and he goes, I'm gonna push down on your arm. Great, now I lost my focus here on the, on the uh, camera. He goes, I'm gonna push down on your arm and I want you to prevent me from pushing down on your arm. And I said, you mean push back? He goes, yeah, I'm gonna push down, you try to push up. So he's got both his hands on my forearm and I am pushing my forearm, trying to push my forearm up and I can't do it, he's pushing too hard. So he goes, watch this. And he puts the bottle of pills in my hand and he goes, let's try that again. And of course now, magically, I'm able to push his hand right up off me because I'm holding this bottle of pills. So I should buy these pills because obviously it's good for me. You saw what they just did in this experiment. You're, 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 you're pulling my leg, right? No, this really fucking happened, dude. This really happened. I, I was like, I, I'm looking around like, what are you, what are you, is there cameras or something? What, what's going got, on here? I yeah. I got a bridge if you, want, if you want to buy a bridge or some beachfront property in Nebraska. So I tell my, I tell my brother about this story, right? And he's like, no yeah. way. He had the same response you did. No fucking way. No way that happened. So a few years later, we go to uh, Omaha, Nebraska. My brother and I make a trip. The Gators were in the College World Series. They ended up losing, but whatever. It was a good time. It was a good trip. Lost a job over it. Got hired back when I came back. You know, everything was good. <laughs> we're on this trip. And my brother remembers me telling him this story. And we're with this guy who, let's say he's a little bit suspect in my mind's eye as far as the intellect level. I'm just going to leave it at that. I doubt he's watching, but I just don't want to, you know, look for trouble here. Anyway, they're selling, at, at, like, the booths and the concessions and everything that were outside this place. The next day, a lot of them were packing up and leaving. And... A couple of them were still open and they're selling stuff. And it's not just all College World Series stuff. This guy has those, do you remember those copper bracelets or those little bracelets yep. where yep. you wear the two bumps down on one wrist and the two bumps up on the other wrist and your polarity and your positive and negative. So this guy has this exchange with this vendor about those things and he does the exact same friggin' trick. <laughs> I was taking pictures of it where he did the arm thing with, oh, you can't push up your arm. Now put this bracelet on. Oh, look, you can push up my arm there. Yeah, buddy. It's yeah, a carny thing. Jesus. That that's the 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 thing that I, I I think I remember seeing something about. It was yeah, like a bracelet or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's my chiropractor story. Sorry about that. They mean to squash your, your your thing. Around here somewhere. Are you feeling better? Are you feeling better from going to the chiropractor? Yes, but is it because I've it, it's been two days? You know, I, I went like it started over the weekend. I painted on Saturday. Sunday I was going to finish painting, but I decided not to because my back was starting to hurt a little bit. I didn't want to overdo it. Ten foot ceilings in this freaking house. So I got to reach them. Like I'm over the bathtub and I'm on a ladder and everything else reaching. <laughs> So Sunday, I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a day or two, and I'll finish painting then. Monday, Tuesday, it got worse. Wednesday, I could barely get out of bed. You know, I'm like, I'm rolling. I'm having my three-year-old freaking push me. And so went to the chiropractor, uh, made an appointment, 
got in. He did his voodoo magic, and then uh, he said, "Like later on, and I, this is always funny. He's like, later on today, you're gonna feel worse, yeah. but tomorrow you're gonna feel better." Yeah. Like, well, yeah, because you just freaking jacked off all over me, <laughs> and uh, you know. So I, of course, I did feel worse that <clears throat> night because you poking and prodding, and then the next morning I felt better. And like, right, yeah, and then the day went better. And like today, I feel a little better than I did yesterday, but. But and it's always it's always the thing. It's like you know when you you have a cold or something, you go to the doctor, and like you get in the doctor's office, you're like, I feel fine. Yeah, I feel better than I did yesterday. I, I'm I on feel, the men. Get them at the doctor. Right. So, is it is it the, the the voodoo magic that he did yesterday or on Wednesday, and actually today again we went because we made it a, another appointment. Ah, that's where they get you. You're coming back for more. Yeah. So 120 bucks later. Jesus. And, uh, my incredibly disgusting, horrible, worthless uh, health insurance with my $4,000 deductible carry, uh, covered none of it. Thanks, Obamacare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Buddy, so, insurance yeah. is such a freaking scam. It's all a scam. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's just like the pill guy. They were The insurance was sending me to the pill guy. It was like an inside racket or something. I yeah. don't... Yeah. Well, and then... Then they, uh, well, the company I worked for, horrible company. I'd rather crawl naked through glass. Nice. Uh, they give you an FSA, like a, a, a HSA health yes. savings. Yes, account. I have one of those. And, yes. And they, they, and they throw that, they throw a couple bucks in there for you, like three hundred and seventy-five bucks. Oh. So, well, I'm, I'm like fantastic. Sure. So I went, I went to the, the dermatologist a couple weeks ago, and uh, saved the receipt, and took the receipt, and sent in the receipt, and they. Rejected the receipt and said, "No, we're not paying you the sixty bucks." I got new eyeglasses. I'll be getting those probably on Sunday or Monday. Um, I got a call today saying they're ready. Yay! Um, one hundred and ninety-eight dollars and ninety-eight cents. Don't they give you like glasses. a card, like a Visa card, to use? Yeah. No. Oh no! Yeah. See, that's the only way to do it. Because I, I can be, I can be buying cough syrup in the store. As long as I have this, I can. It works on anything I determine to be for my health need. Prescription, yeah. copays, stuff like that. Yeah. 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 This this one is like it's like a fake one, obviously, because uh, yeah, I, I put in my uh, my claim for one hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah. No. Sorry. Wow. We're, we're not gonna. And now one hundred twenty bucks. I'll have to submit this one, and they'll be like, yeah. Um. No. Sorry. So. What a complete pain in the ass. Wow. Not fun. Not All right, fun I think it's time for our alien update. Uh oh. Fuck, look at alien! Where? Fuck! Warning! Alien approaching! Warning! Biophysical experiments extremely dangerous for Earth people! It's a pretty good robot. He's a little bit of an alien, too. But I think he's mostly. He's an alien robot. You could be an alien robot, right? Like, not all robots are domestic. I computed the aliens. They are capable of sinister and dangerous acts. I think the alien update intro is over. I'm having a little technical slowdown here. No big deal. Yeah. We'll get past it. But um, hang on. Let me pop myself back up on the screen here if I could do that Sound somehow good. real yeah. quick. There I am. 
Now we just need to get you back, and boom, there you are. How about that? Nice. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so if you're new to the show, Alien Update, I have to adjust. Mike, and by, by the way, thank you for getting me that, that new file with the uh, red intro card for the Alien Update. I do have to update the video there, but... The Alien Update, if you're new to the show, we're talking about Elon Musk, Bill Gates, uh, Zuckerberg, Branson, Bezos, all these guys who are obviously from another planet because they're too damn smart and got too much damn money. That brings Is Eddie me... Van Halen being, uh, being the Alien Update? Who? Is Eddie Van Halen an alien? No, no, no. No? Not at all. Sure. No. Genius guitar player? He'd still be around. That's true. Yeah, aliens don't get cancer. Okay. According to CNBC.com, so this must be true, Elon Musk's brain-computer startup raises $205 million from Google Ventures and others. So Musk is now using other people's money again for his brain interface company, Neuralink. We talked about this before, but now yeah. these investors, Peter Thiel's, Peter Thiel's Founders Fund, OpenAI CEO Sam Altman, and Google Ventures, Google Ventures, they uh, they all came up with this money. The total investment in the company now stands at three hundred and sixty-three million, according to startup tracker Crunchbase. So, here's my thing: Why don't we do this? Why don't we go sell our shit before we do anything? Like, why don't we just, hey, we're going to do some great things. Just give us some money. Because that's right. what you do. Yeah. That's, well, that's what Bezos did, right? He, he freaking pandered to the, the government. Government gave him all kinds of money. And then he went ahead and blew it on who knows what. Because he got nothing out of it. Was it years ago? Well, a lot of people aren't aware of this. But, you know, he, you know Musk is responsible for that Starlink. You know what the Starlink yes. is. We talked about yes. that on the show. This series of chains of satellites, 60 at a time or whatever. Yes, yes. At certain points, you can look it up online. You could see where you can see those passing your house. You could do that with the space station as well. But, well, I don't know now that the Russians popped it off course from our last show. But anyway, yeah. listen. <laughs> here's, here's what I'm trying to get at. All right? This guy is super smart. He's obviously an alien. And his alien counterpart is even worse. And I'll get to him in a minute. But this is another one of those things where this guy can do no wrong. Okay? Now, here's the Cybertruck. This is what uh, Tesla's been working on. Yeah. Yeah, remember? He did, it was that bulletproof windshield. And he threw a hammer at the windshield. And it broke at the... He's on stage pitching to these investors. And he breaks the unbreakable windshield with one swipe of a hammer. <laughs> They're having yeah. problems with this truck here. They're having problems. The problem is they're having problems getting the automation to work so they can build more than one at a time. Uh, now, he had a, a conference call here with a bunch of investors because this thing is costing money. And just like the electric cars, when they first came out, they, they cost right. a lot more. And as things get more affordable as they figure out better faster smaller lighter ways to do things that you know that's the case well this is what's going on with this cyber truck if they started mass production today these things would be a million dollars a piece that's right that's, that's <laughs> no that's how much they would cost to make a million dollars a piece here's the thing when it first came out and it was a big you know promotional to do dog and pony show the whole nine yards and they came out on stage 
I first thing I said, okay, I'm like, okay, that's a mock-up of what it looks like. No, I've, it can't be. I've seen video of this thing riding down the street in New York. Okay, yeah, fine, but it's it's not a truck. It it, it can't look like that. Yeah, it is. It, it, that there's, that there's... can't be the final product. If that's the final product, someone needs to chase Elon Musk with a stick. I I tend to agree, but you know there there's video that shows. You know they got two. They got this car backed up to a Ford F one fifty, and they got them chained together. And the yeah. Tesla model is going uphill, and it pulls the F one fifty uphill. This thing's got all sorts of power and stuff. They say it can go seven hundred miles between charges. <laughs> well, it's got it's got torque and whatnot. Can't look like that. He he really can't be serious, thinking yeah we could sell this pickup truck like this. It's it's not a pickup truck. It's it looks like it looks like the freaking drawings I used to make in kindergarten of what cars should look like. You know, I this, wanted to be a, 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 a an engineer and work for Ford Motor Company because my whole family worked for Ford. And I used to draw pictures of cars and trucks. That's what they look like when I was in first grade. They look like that damn thing. This is something Mattel would make, and you your mom would buy it for you for a dollar on the way out, a Hot Wheels car or something. Right, made out of wood. <laughs> if you if if you're not looking at the video here, you can always check that out on Twitch TV. We got our videos there. We got them on the website too, bothmikes.com, and you can always check them out on our YouTube channel as well. We are available just about everywhere. Uh, if you're looking at the video again, that's all the places you can find us: Facebook, Pandora, Twitter, Spotify, Podbean. Okay. Apple, Listen Notes, iHeart, Google Podcasts, Amazon Echo, TuneIn Podcast. I'm, I'm not going to read them all. I'm, I'm running out of What's breath. the new one? We got a new one this past week, right? Uh, no, I just highlight one every once in a while that people don't know. Like Radio Public was one I highlighted. And uh, what was the other one I highlighted recently? I don't know. You had a, you had a funny tagline to it, too. Oh, we're I going heard... public with Radio Public? Public, yes, yeah, so for Radio Public. All right, cool. Yeah. You know, I did the Breaker Breaker 1-9 thing for Breaker. Uh, anchors away for Anchor. We had to come up with some kind of Kami Castro thing for Castro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Castro. Well, I got the beard, yeah. I'll, get, I'll, I'll ask Mike Stranomus if he has a friend named Castro. <laughs> Maybe he could stop by. Well, look, I'm wow. putting up a picture here of SpaceX, because, of course, we're still in the alien update here. And yes. NASA gives Elon Musk SpaceX a $178 million contract for Jupiter Moon mission. So again, he, he keeps winning with other people's money. Now this is true. They're going to be going to the... Now this is not the same. They're, NASA is supposedly sending this rocket to the moon, or to Jupiter's moon rather than our moon. Jupiter's moon, Europa. Now... Part of the reason they're able to do this with the Falcon 23-story Falcon Heavy because of the returning rockets, because of those boosters can come back and land on a postage stamp like you've said before, Mike. That's oh, why yeah. he's getting this. They're saying he's saving them about $500 million every time something goes up because of wow. these returnable rockets. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and they don't have O-rings that explode. So that's yeah, cool. right. Do you know what you know? That's that's a sad thing because that teacher was on that flight, Christy McCullough. Do you remember her? Yeah. Yep. You know what color her eyes were? 86? 
What color her eyes were? Blue. One blue this way, one blue that way. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Too soon? Too soon. Yeah. Where were you when that happened? In my front yard uh, in Lakeland videotaping it. I have live actual videotape that I took. Wow. Half-inch VCR tape that I took in my front yard in Lakeland with my grandparents from New Jersey standing beside me. And they were fascinated that they could even see any of it at all. Because we didn't right. want to, you know, beat, beat over there and, you know, get all tied down for 24 hours in traffic. It was crazy. Yeah. And sure enough, we watched this thing go up. And then when I saw the smoke go every which way, all these trails, I was like, yeah, that don't look right. I've seen enough of these to know that does not look right. So, yeah. Right, right. Anyway. Yeah, so Musk is doing it the right way. He's, he's using other people's money. They're giving it to him. The government's giving him money because he's proved he can make, you know, show money to them and savings. Well, his buddy Bezos, who's obviously an alien as well from a different race. See, I think Bezos is a reptilian. And I think Musk is more from Pallades. The, he's a Palladian. So these are true. You can look these terms up and you'll see why I say that. There's like a bunch of different races of aliens here and well i got a picture of bezos up with his blue origin well bezos did what bezos does and he's crying about musk he challenged the government about the lunar landing program the thing we just talked about and they were like he's saving us like 500 million dollars every time when he well that's not fair i need to have my turn really yeah take so. his ball and go home yeah, so his blue ball and go home, and then then Musk is trolling him on uh, on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, like he, he puts a reply up there with big muscles, you know, showing he's he's got it, and nice. Bezos doesn't. Wow. Well, Bezos blew a lot of money and and has no return for it. So I I could see, you know, the, the government can't be stupid all the time. So, no, you know, I think they, you're wrong there. I think they're stupid a lot of them, most all the time. But remember, right. I mean, we this has been twice I've almost ripped into the Mikeisms, but th those are the first three. Everything's fake. <laughs> People are stupid and don't trust anybody. I mean, that's that's what we're dealing with here. Crazy exactly. stuff. So there's another SpaceX, and like I said before, there's he's Musk is saving five hundred million dollars every time a rocket goes up because that's what he does. All right. Cool. And we talked about Bezos being jealous. Well, Bezos, Bezos, they have these advisors. Like these guys all have advisors. And they've actually gotten together and they've asked Bezos to try to stop copying Elon Musk. It's not doing you any good. <laughs> People are catching on, you dodo. <laughs> but in typical Amazon fashion, that plan seems to be in many ways to essentially boil down to beating the competition by copying it. That's what Bezos seems to do here. So this is according to futurism.com. And I think, I, I mean, it, I'm, I'm reading this right. You're reading it the same way, right? He's the kid that wants, that's not fair. I'm taking my ball and going home. Yep. Where they say uh, imitation is the best form of flattery or something like that. So you, you, he wants to be like Big Brother Musk. Crazy stuff. Look, look at that picture right there. Can't you just picture Bezos as a lizard man? Unfortunately, yes. Okay, that's why I think he's a reptilian. 
they they have a fortress underground here on Earth. A lot of people don't realize that. Now the Palladians, where Musk I think is from, I think his race is in the uh, uh, the Antarctica, where the Germans were trying to look for the alien base back in the 40s. Yeah, that's where that's where his people are from. They're they're under the water. Those are people that live in spaceships and shit underwater. They come out. I forget what they call them. The S SFOs, UF, USO, unidentified water object. I don't know. They're underwater. Okay. Lots of crickets. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. That's all right. When the shit hits the fan, you'll be going, God, you know, that last thing that's going through my mind, I realize it's my asshole from a laser being shot at me by an alien, but... That fucking mic was right. <laughs> oh, buddy. I got one more thing here, and then we are due to have our friend Mike Stradamus here. He is in route, so I do want to touch on this one more thing here. Porsche. You familiar with Porsche? Yeah. Do you say it Porsche, or is it Porsche? Uh, I think it's Porsche. Okay. I think... I think it's Porsche, too. I think the car is Porsche. The stripper is Porsche. Okay. All right. I didn't know this, but Porsche owns Volkswagen. Yes. According yeah. to CNN.com, the Porsche dynasty is taking on Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk in space. So we're adding another alien to the mix here. The Porsche family, the family holding company that controls Volkswagen Group, is the latest big investor to bet on space's crucial role in developing future technologies. The company, controlled by the Porsche and Pyatt family that turned Volkswagen into a global powerhouse, on Wednesday unveiled an investment into Germany's Isar Aerospace, a space startup attempting to rival Bezos Blue Origin and Musk SpaceX with rocket production and satellite launch services. While Blue Origin and SpaceX are backed by billionaires and already racing ahead with manned space missions, ISAR Aerospace believes it can compete in the growing market for launching small satellites into Earth's orbit. It's planning its first test flights for the year. We may need to add a new alien. That that picture there on the video is what their one of their concept vehicles called the that's a isar aerospace something something it looks like a tylenol capsule it should say tylenol down the side of it so this is the new airline industry this is the explosion of airlines back in the day with twa and eastern airlines and all these other companies and am yeah um great i lost my train of thought but uh yeah so the porsche family which owns Volkswagen, which owns Audi, and a bunch of other car companies all in one. All right, well, you're putting the brakes on the show. Thank God our buddy is pulled up here right now. Uh-oh. You know who we're talking about, my friend uh, Mike Stradamus. So I got to go get the door. and uh, <laughs> I got to get some envelopes. Oh, you, you have something for him? I have. I have the envelopes right here. Hang on a second. I'm going to go get Mike Stradamus in the studio. I'll be right back.
How are you, young Michael? How are you? Mucka lucka hi, mucka hiney ho. Mike Stradamus. It is good to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, wow. Uh, we have a guest from the East. He's the famous safari guide, the all-knowing, the all-seeing, omniscient, and former electronic salesman from the two guys in Hackensack. <clears throat> I present to you, Mike Stradamus. You froze up there, but uh, I'm not used to freezing cold temperatures where I'm from. <laughs> Welcome, my Stradamus. We've been waiting for you. I have your envelopes right here. Oh, excellent, excellent. I have your envelopes right here. They have been hermetically sealed in a mayonnaise jar and left to rot in Epcot. No one knows the answers to the questions inside these envelopes, but you, with your infinite wisdom, without ever seeing the contents... Know the answers inside these envelopes. I am all-knowing and omnipotent. Yes. Or incompetent yes. or something like that. Like Stradamus, I present to you your first envelope. Ah, thank you. Thank you, young Michael. Thank you. <laughs> now, I am going to give the answer to the question that's in this sealed envelope here. Let me see. Hermetically sealed. Hermetically sealed. That's right. The Hellman's jar. That's right. That's sealed. right. This one here is, the answer is the Olympic flame. The Olympic flame. The Olympic flame. By the way, that's Mike underscore Taylor at bothmikes.com. The question is, the answer is the Olympic flame. The question is, name the LGBQ's favorite athlete. <laughs> the Olympic flame. Ah, yes, yes, yes. May you be the queen of the Fantasy Fest Parade in Key West. Yes. You have another question for me. I have your next envelope right here. Ah, thank you. Mm. Let's see here. The answer. The answer to the question is the minor bang theory. The minor bang theory. The minor Bang Theory. Again, Mike underscore Taylor at uh, bookmikes.com. The Minor Bang Theory. Name Jeffrey Epstein's favorite sitcom. <laughs> uh, the Big Bang, The Minor Bang Theory. Ah, May Linda I Lovelace. It. I get it. May Linda Lovelace attend your next weenie roast. Jeez. Mike Stradamus. I have your final envelope. The right final here. envelope. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The final envelope. The, the final answer is Well, shit, that didn't work. Well, shit, that didn't work. Exactly. What will my last words be? <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, I'm gonna bid you adieu. May your yes, friend Mike be Stradamus. there. May your May friend your, be there listen. when it's time to hold your beer. And don't forget, we need you to put a both mics sticker on your magic carpet. Ah, I will do that. I will. That is great news. I will discuss it with the intern Karen on the way out. I think she's sweet <laughs> on me. Ciao, young Michael. You have a great day.
You know, Good on the morning. way to the, on the way back from the door there, I took a look at the fax machine. Yes, we still have a fax machine at the both Mike's headquarters here in the both Mike studio. And there's a cease and desist from John Morgan. <laughs> Not surprised. Anyway, hopefully you watched the last he, show he, and you understood that joke. The twitch.tv uh, chat room, is he in there? I don't know. I, ha I haven't been in the chat room. I, I'm, um, I'm in the chat room right now. If, you're, if you go to bothmikes.com while we're live on Friday evenings, you can chat with us in the chat room. Nice. Yeah, so you can let us know if you want a sticker in the chat room. We'll take care of it. Yes, I like yeah. the idea, yes. but what you'll do is you'll get a sticker, and then you take a picture of yourself with that sticker somewhere, and I'll, I'll come up with a prize. I'll come up with something nice. Right? We'll dig an old concert t-shirt out of our closet. There you go. Absolutely. I'm going to put up another picture here, and for those of you who are watching as we go, you'll probably be able to identify this. What is that, Mike? That's me frozen. Oh, I was frozen. That is... um. That is Stonehenge. That would be correct. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct for 100 points. That is Stonehenge. Why now, am I putting up... Is that or is that Stonehenge 2? No, I've that's... been to Stonehenge 2 before. Oh, yeah? Where's that? Texas. I did Ingram, not know that. Texas. Is it a scaled-down version, or is it the same size? Yeah, yeah it, it's a scaled version. Um, I guess I, I could put a picture on the uh, on the Facebook page of me and the family at Stonehenge 2 just before we moved to uh, Florida. Wow. Now, what was Which the inspiration behind... Here. What was the inspiration behind, hey, they have one over there, we're going to put one here? Um, we need people to stop in this town for no given reason. Nice. And throw us a bone. Do you remember the yeah. name of the place? What's the name of the town? Uh, I think it's Ingram. Ingram. Is that where's that near Dallas or where's that near? It would be near San Antonio. We took a, a month. So we're going to work on this tunnel, and they, they were going to start in 2023. It was going to take five years to complete, and this was going to make the surrounding landscape around Stonehenge look nice. Okay. The judge shot this down. Can you hear my audio? I can hear you fine. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Here, here's the deal. The judge shot this thing down. Why don't they just sell Stonehenge to Disney? Disney has experience <laughs> with these tunnels. Disney can get shit pushed through, done. They'll even create a, an income for the surrounding communities. Just sell it to Disney. They'll do it, right? What do you think? Okay. Um, well, I'm guessing I missed the first part of the conversation. <laughs> well, there was what a ruling in England. There's this road called A303. And that's the main road that runs nearest to Stonehenge. And apparently right. this is a major thoroughfare from people traveling from the southeast and the southwest. Thousands of people use this thoroughfare every day. And now they're saying they wanted to build a tunnel to not ruin the aesthetics of the Stonehenge, yet to create more flow and better traffic. And, you know, they need to expand the highway. So they're going to build a tunnel. So I said, now that a judge has said, yeah, even though you say you're going to build a tunnel, I'm saying you're not. So I said, why don't they just do this and sell it to Disney? Disney will figure it out. Yeah, well, Disney will put a gigantic parking lot there and a monorail and a, and a, a tram that holds 210 people. And They'll have shows at Stonehenge, like girls dancing on the Stonehenge things, you know? Right. Then they'll, uh, you know, they'll, they'll charge you 250 bucks just to see it. I like it. 
I like it. I think it puts. Hot. <laughs> I got another bee story for you. On our on our last episode, we we talked about the bees and they're going away. Right. Whoever came up with this idea is like me. I remember okay. a line from the movie Night Shift with Michael Keaton back in the late 80s where his idea, he's an idea man, and he walked around with a tape recorder all the time and talked about his ideas in the tape recorder. And one of his ideas was to feed five <coughs> tuna fish mayonnaise to save time. This way you don't have you don't have time to open up the can and then whip it together with mayonnaise. So if you just feed right. the mayonnaise to live tuna fish, that would save everybody time. Well, <laughs> great, great movie. One of the first movies I ever saw on HBO back in, who knows, 1980, 81. Well, I love the way he drove freaking Henry Winkler crazy. Oh, that yeah, movie. that was, was great. A... I like the way they had that, that bubble top light on the top of the hearse, and he threw a top hat on top of it. Made it look like a formal mobile instead of a freaking hearse. It was great. Well, according nice. to TheGuardian.com, caffeine may help bumblebees pollinate more effectively, study shows. Really? They're, they're putting bees on crack because they don't have enough bees to make honey. Duh, what's in the honey? The shit you give the bees. So now, are they going to start putting honey? Are you going to have honey drinks instead of coffee in the morning? Right, right. <sighs> Where do you find these stories? This is why people listen to us. This is why this is why the five listeners we have stick around. Because you won't hear this shit anywhere else. Unreal. Unreal. I went to our, our medicine cabinet the other day and when I was painting. And uh, I took the medicine cabinet off the wall so I can get into corners and all that stuff. And, uh, of course, you, you empty the medicine cabinet. You find these little prescription bottles from, you know, who knows, 19, you know, 2016. And... and I you wonder know, if these are any good still. Let me try one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, besides doing that, I, I crush them up and snort them now. Perfect. It's more effective. Perfect. Roxy. I like it. So, I, I, you know, 2016 expires 2017. I look at it, and I'm like, what do I do with these pills? You know? You're supposed to, you know, recycle them now and, and send them to the pharmacy or whatever. Why? So but, they can redistribute them? I don't know. But you, you can't flush them. Right, because now like the the water system will have like thyroid medicine in do, it. Do you still have them? No, I flushed them. Nice. So there you go. You've just committed a crime. Thank you. Well, is that, is that a crime? I don't know. I, don't know. I was gonna say next time you have a question about whether you should throw medicine out or not, just send it to me. I'll figure it out. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, the oxy I, I keep in the medicine cabinet. I, I have a bottle with with one left, just in case I need it. Actually, I might need it for my back tonight. That and a, that and a beer will do it. But uh, yeah, are you so, like? I, t I went to, to Brenda. I go, do you need these? And she's like, no. And she's like, I'm I'm saving them so that like we can like recycle them properly. I go, well, when's that going to happen? This bottle says 2017 on it. You know, expires 2017. So I took it upon myself, down the shitter, flush. Away it goes. So, with people doing that with all their medicines, what, what's our water table look like? You know? And then I was like, well, how about the, the, the people back in the day, like in Miami or whatever, being busted for Coke and they're, they're shoving like <laughs> a kilo of Coke down the toilet? Caffeinated you know, water. 
they're, yeah, they're 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 flushing cocaine down the toilet. And I'm like, imagine what the you know <laughs> the sewers look like. You know, the, no wonder there's freaking Ninja Turtles. Down Those there. turds were moving fast. Yeah, I wonder why there's there's freaking talking rats and and uh, pizza eating turtles in the freaking sewers. So this is what they've done. The study was designed to evaluate whether the bees can be primed to target specific odors. In order to do this, the researchers concocted a special blend of caffeine, sugar, and a specific target flower smell, the scent of strawberry flowers, they wanted their bees to find and wafted it through the nest. The bees were then let loose in the lab where robotic flowers were either doused in the target odor of the soft citrusy notes of linalool, a compound not present in strawberry flower. Anyway, they did this test and the bees, they're training the bees on caffeine to do this extra pollination extra fast. It's, it's crazy. I say just make the bees into robots. Just get, you can already do stuff like that with uh, drones, right? You can have all these drones working together in sequence. If we're running out of bees, why don't somebody like Musk or something go rob the government of like $200 million? I'll start the company for you, Elon, and you only have to pay me a million. You can keep the other 199 and we'll just create some little bee drones and have, and then we'll rent them out. We'll rent them out like cars. Right? And, and at night, we can do like those, those fireworks shows they do now with the drones. They can be bees and pollinate during the day, and they can do like fireworks and celebration shows at night. I like it. I like shows. it a lot. This way they're, yeah, absolutely. The, the thing is, though, it needs a, a, a battery that can hold a charge for a day. So the battery's going to weigh about 20 pounds. <laughs> That's all right. We'll have some Amazon drones carry them around. <laughs> there, was a, there was a story on the news, uh, local news here, a guy in, I, I don't have a picture of this. I'm not, I wasn't prepared to talk about it tonight, but I did see it. And I almost put it in our rotation for tonight. A guy in Lake County. I lived in Lake County. I know. Lake County is a cool place. I like it a lot. I'm thinking about yeah. moving there. There's, there's two Lake Counties. There's South Lake County, and then there's North Lake County. So Yeah, yeah. I'm talking North Lake County here. Guy in yeah. Eustis shoots down Sheriff's Department drone in his yard. <laughs> wow. Apparently, this guy lives like, you can imagine what this guy lives in. He's like a trailer with like the rebel flag hanging and shit all over the yard and stuff, you know. Right, right. And he's right next to this warehousing complex. And an alarm went off at the warehousing complex. So the police sent the drones because it's quite a large area. It's like a large mall is what it looks like, this warehousing complex. So they send these drones around, and one of the drones was flying because the, the warehousing fence line is right next to this guy's fence line. Well, the drone right. must have in, crossed over his fence line in that imaginary plane that goes up through the sky marking his land. I think he thinks that the space above his house is his now. Does that mean a plane yeah. can't fly overhead? So he shoots down the drone. So what do they do? They arrest him. Well, yeah, unlawful discharge of a firearm. He's a felon. <laughs> He's not supposed to have a gun either. Wow. So he hears this drone. He goes out to the front porch and he sees the drone and he goes, I'm going to get my gun. Then he goes back outside and shoots the thing down. Uh-huh, I showed it. Then they all show up and take him away. Wow. 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 
I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> and I don't think you have domain of the entire space above your house. I mean, within no. reason, five feet above my house, I'm not going to have you put a floating billboard or something over it. But a lot of times, a lot of times, you don't even have the mineral rights on what's below it. Right. Yeah. So, so in some aspects you do, some aspects you don't. You might not have the mineral rights below your property. So if they find oil on your property, guess what? They can take it from you. That sounds like the government. Yep. yep you know. Yep, yep. So wow. You know there are three things that are the biggest lies in in the world. Do you, do you know what those are? The three biggest lies in the world. Yes. Um. I'm guessing since we're on this subject that, that you physically own property? No, Well, no, that's the part of everything's fake. But the three biggest lies in the world, I learned this years ago, and maybe we'll put this up somewhere for people. The one biggest lie is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> you hear that, you know it's total bullshit, okay? The other two are the checks in the mail and I won't come in your mouth. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Looks like nice. the intern liked that one a lot. No. Not getting any good response from the intern on that one. So caffeinated bees, I think I, I think that's the way to go, but I think the robotic bees would be better. I like that better. I think right. it's, it's cleaner. It's more green. Well, and, and the thing is, like, like we've discussed in the past, you know, when we were young and they said, oh, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Well, yeah, but no, I, I can't see. But with with you know with, with enough time, if you could dream something, you can come up with it. Like you know, they, the the technology's there. It just needs to be reduced to the size of a bee, and then you know, it can happen. Well, sad news this week. There was uh, some deaths. One of them was uh, Dusty Hill from uh, ZZ Top, and the other one was. Yep. This yep. gentleman here. Do you know who that guy is? Oh yeah. Um, I don't know his name. Ron Popeil. Yeah, he had an invention. Wasn't he like the the toaster toaster oven guy or something? He was the, he he was the consummate TV pitchman. Infra. He was like the first infomercial guy. He was like the first right. Billy Mays here. He was like that guy. Yeah, before Billy Mays was Billy Mays. Yeah, and before, uh, what, what was the other one? Uh, the guy with the German knives. And uh, yeah, I don't know his name. Slap Chop. He had the Slap Chopper. It's made in Germany. You know they make good stuff there. God. <laughs> what, what else? This guy, Ron Popeil, pimped a food dehydrator. He pimped yeah. the egg scrambler. He, he did Mr. Microphone. Remember that in the 70s? Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. Used to have this microphone. That was that was the seventies. I thought that was the eighties. I can't but remember. I was on drugs the whole time. Mr. Microphone. Look, it, it, you would drive in your car and you would whip out this microphone with a little thing, and if you tuned your station to a certain your radio to a certain station, your voice would come out over your speakers. And the same thing. We used to have boom boxes, little radios that you would carry around with you. And you'd have the microphone, and you could sing into the microphone, and your voice would come out over the radio. I had no idea that's how it worked. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and the commercial, they showed this girl walking down the street in her in her Daisy Duke shorts, and a car pulls up next to her at the red light, and it's a convertible Mustang. And the guy looks at the girl, and she looks at him, and he picks up the microphone. And he's like, hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. 
<laughs> yeah. I used to have a, a CB in mine, and there was a, a jack for auxiliary uh, speaker. And, of course, I would run it out through the firewall and have a, uh, a speaker under my hood and drive around and, and talk on the CB. Be like, kids on mopeds would be going down the street and like, hey, you on the moped, pull over. And these kids would be pulling <clears throat> over thinking I was a cop. And, uh, yeah. See, I, 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 I've seen this guy's stuff before, and I've seen he had the Vegematic, the pocket fisherman, the, sp- oh, wow. the spray-on hair. Oh, God. The spray-on hair. The Showtime rotisserie and the barbecue. Ca- this guy made me want to do this as a job. And every once in a while, when they used to have flea markets, I don't know if they still have flea markets anymore post-COVID, but you'd have a flea no. market, and there'd be somebody in this flea market with a booth selling knives or some sort of kitchen gadget, and they'd have that yep. wireless headset thing, and they'd be demonstrating yep. and cooking shit and selling shit. And, hey, I'm the... What's it like a snake oil salesman type guy selling the product? Yeah. yeah, they're they're at the home expo, the home and garden expo. You'll find them there now. The flea markets are gone. The latest one in Saint Augustine gone. He had a couple months ago. He had Ron, actually around Christmas time. Ronco Brands was the name of his products. Ronco. Wow. And you may re- remember phrases like "no muss, no fuss." And and my favorite one. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. That's right. And set it and forget it. This guy's my hero. 86. That's the one I remember was the set it and forget it. And that was like some kind of of oven device that he had. It was weird. He was, uh, they even made a joke about him with Dan Aykroyd in 76 on Saturday Night Live with the Bassomatic. The thing you would blend your bass in a blender so you can drink oh, wow. it and not clean it. <laughs> <coughs> Funny. The Chopomatic, the Veggie-Matic. Wow. He had an autobiography in 1995 called The Salesman of the Century. 86 years old. Yep. Can't live forever. He says uh, every morning he bought 50 pounds of onions, 50 pounds of carrots, cabbages, as well as 100 pounds of potatoes. And by the end of a 12-hour day, he had sliced and diced through them all. Okay. I know. What do you do with all that shit after you cut it? Now what? Right. I can cut 100 pounds of potatoes. That's great. Now what? Right. There's only so much you can eat. Oh, wait, he had the Popeil Pasta Maker. My mom had one of those. I remember that. Seriously? She bought, oh, my, man, are you kidding me? She's got the Margarita Margaritaville Margarita Machine. All you have to do is you have to pour in the ice, the tequila, the margarita mix, then you have to hit the button. We got one, too. See? Now, does yours have the optional salsa dispenser on the top? Salsa dispenser? Salsa dispenser. So you can have chips and stuff with your margaritas. Oh, you got to get the upgrade. Yeah. The upgrade. You got that, So you have the old one. Actually, ours is pretty new. And those things get real freaking expensive, dude. I, I spent a small, small fortune on this damn thing. I know. And you know what's messed up? Is you go on, uh, go on Facebook Marketplace and put in Margaritaville Margarita Machine. Yeah. And they're like, they're a dime a dozen. Yeah. Yeah, ten you bucks. Can get them, you can, you know, I wouldn't say ten bucks, but you could probably get 
a, you know, a nice four hundred dollar margarita margarita machine for a hundred bucks. He also he also pimped the inside the shell egg scrambler. It would have wow. a little pin on this thing. You pop the egg on it, would scramble the egg in the shell so that when you open it, it was already scrambled. Right, but you poke a hole in it, and where's that eggshell go? It goes inside the egg. <laughs> so you're picking eggshells out. <clears throat> I remember one of these gadgets, dude, back in the <clears throat> 70s, and it was uh, to promote or to, um, to unfreeze your car locks. And you took this long hose, which looked like a hose that you just get at Home Depot, and you put it on your tailpipe. And then you walked it around, and it had a little wand and a handle, and you can unfreeze your locks so you can unlock your car. The only problem was is that you needed to start your car to get the exhaust to come out of the tailpipe so that you <laughs> yes, can unfreeze your, your locks. <laughs> but your car's locked. So... <sighs> Popeil had an electric food dehydrator for making banana chips, chips, dried apples, and beef jerky. He said, quote, I love beef jerky, but you can't find good homemade beef jerky. He sold more than $100 million worth of the machine in two years. And three people used it. <laughs> Fucking crap. He followed the lead of KTEL, a company developed by Canadian pitchman Phil Kives. Ronco sold millions of compilation recordings of classical yeah. music, disco, soul, and military music in the 70s and 80s. And it wasn't the original artist. And my, my grandmother bought me a KTEL record of various, quote, various artists. And, like, all this music from the 70s, cool music, and, but it wasn't from the original artist. So, like, when you hear the original artist on the radio, you're like, wait... This is not the original artist, even though it was the original artist, because the people on the KTEL record was not the original artist. Yeah. <coughs> it's the, uh, the the modern, or the uh, the old version of, what is it, uh, that Now CD? Something, something Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jock jams. <laughs> yep. So, uh, the one more product he had, the most successful product of all time, the Showtime Registry. I know my mom has one of those, too. She probably has three yeah. or four of them, actually. Uh, he developed the oven without without focus groups, a marketing campaign, or research staff except for friends who ate the chicken he made and helped him tinker with the electronic innards of the machine. They sold more than one billion with a B of these. Showtime Registry. One billion units? No, one billion dollars worth of units. Oh, billion yeah, dollars worth. Okay, like one billion units. I mean, you have to sell it to everybody. <laughs> everybody gets three. Well, look, we're we're near the end of the show here. We need time for our shout outs. I want to give Ron Popeil a shout out, and Dustin Hill, of course. And anybody you have a shout out for, Mike? Um, yeah, the poor guy from Slipknot, the the drummer. Mm. He had uh he had a rough life too, and uh, passed away I think yesterday or the day before. So, uh, you know, and of course, uh, Jeff, Jeff Labar, we talked about last, uh, last episode in reference to the tantric shirt. Yeah. Last, oh, life, wait, wait. life is short. You have a stained shirt on. Okay. Yeah. Why am I thinking? I always get stained and tantric confused. No, you're thinking of days of the new and tantric. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Stained has, uh, what's his name as a singer? Aaron, uh. Oh, uh, Lewis, who's now country. Yes. 
Yeah, look up Aaron Lewis, uh, his song Afraid. He did a country version of the Motley Crue song Afraid from the Generation Swine album. Came hmm. out pretty good. Uh, yeah, I had it confused. Last time we were talking about uh, uh, Jeff Labar's son, Sebastian Labar, and Ian Karabi being insane. No, they were actually in Tantric. Tantric, Tantric, Tantric. I take all that back. I apologize. And fuck you. Nice. All right. We are out of here. We are out of time. I look forward to seeing and talking with everybody next time. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya.